Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I am Trace Armstrong. I am not Devin. Devin is currently uh, unavailable. So it is myself and Rob McIntyre. But we also brought a friend along because, as you have known by this point, we are no big brother experts. So we have invited Ben from the Off the Hook podcast to come on and help us fill in the blanks on the big brother people. So, Ben, thanks for being here. Uh, no problem. Um, thank you for having me. Um, I'm, I'm excited to be here because I love you guys' podcast. I listen to it um, every chance I get. So, um, glad to be here. Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're pumped to have you on with uh, with the big brother people coming on more and more and with Love Island people coming on more and more. I'm sure Devin's attendance rate is going to keep decreasing. So, we're going to need to really flow out the bullpen here. <laughs> oh, that was harsh. <laughs> Oh, I don't watch Love Island. Oh, I don't watch Love Island, so I don't, I, I don't know about that. So you know, yeah, I don't know how. Who does watch Love Island? I, I haven't met anyone who watches the American version of Love Island. I'm sure that there is someone on our Discord that does. And speaking of our Discord, uh, Ben is one of our Patreons, and if you are interested in being a Patreon, cost you four bucks a month, you get four bonus shows in addition to all the public content, the past archives as well. So. Uh, if there's a certain season of the challenge that is up through dual two at this point uh, and you don't see it on the public feed, that's because it's on the Patreon. So check that out. And if you're a Patreon right now, you have the ability to get the early listens to the Ruins Chronicles. So if that's something that you're interested in, sign up on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash the challenge chronicles. And it's only $4. I mean, with inflation at this point, I mean, a venti latte at Starbucks will cost you six bucks. And for four, you get bonus episodes. You get to hang out with us on Discord. And there'll be some other fun goodies coming soon. So uh, with that said, let's kick this off. Uh, Rob, since you tend to be our list uh, person here, and I'm from Alabama and mispronounce everything, why don't you just run down the cast and what show they're from? And then we'll go one by one and check these people out. Okay, I'll just put my best mid-Atlantic accent. That's very easy to understand to use then. Uh, so for the woman's side of this uh, cast, we have Alyssa Lopez of Big Brother 23, Angela Romans from Big Brother 20, Aza Awasom from Big Brother 23, Cachet Proudfoot from Love Island 3, Selly Vasquez from Love Island 2, Desi Williams from Survivor 35, Justine Nedibua from Love Island 2, Kira Green from Love Island 2, uh, Sarah Lucina from a couple seasons of Survivor, Shan Smith from Survivor 41, Tasha Fox from Survivor 28 and 31, Tiffany Mitchell from Big Brother 23, Kayla Lee from The Amazing Race 33. Then on the men's side, we have Ben Drierbergen from Two Seasons of Survivor, Cinco Holland from Love Island 3, Danny McRae from Survivor 41, David Alexander from Big Brother 21 and 22, Derek Shaw from Big Brother 23, Dama Bate from Survivor 36, Enzo Palumbo from Two Seasons of Big Brother, James Wallington from The Amazing Grace 32, Giovanni Vega from Love Island 3, Kylan Young from Big Brother 23, Tyson Apostle from Four Seasons of Survivor, Xavier Prather from Big Brother 23, and Leo Tamori from The Three Seasons of The Amazing Grace. Yep. So quite, quite, the, quite the cast we've got going on here. Absolutely. Uh, for any either of you, are there any names that immediately punch out at you that you were borderline surprised are going to be on this season? Oh, for me, I'm going to say Tyson for one, uh, Tiffany for the other. And then my last one, I'm going to say Leo from the Mid-Race. Those are the three standouts. 
Um, that, that's Tyson, I was really surprised by. I, I wasn't expecting. He's somebody we've kind of mentioned offhand as we thought of being a good fit on the show for a while. I mean, Manson in his forties, so I, I was uh, I was surprised to see him come. They brought a lot of people in the the more all star sort of age range, though. They certainly did, and I've just from what I had heard back in the fall because I didn't know what all this was leading to. I just heard that there was going to be like a reality show all-stars cast of the challenge where none of the challenge people were going to be on it. Had no idea this is where this was headed, but I had heard they had reached out to poverty. They had reached out to Boston Rob. They basically reached out to all the heavy hitters because they want this thing to have a huge splash. So the fact that it's going to be on CBS proper and there's probably a lot of people that have a never heard of the challenge or B have heard slash seen the challenge and view it as MTV trash TV. So by bringing in some of these bigger names, I think it's adding credibility to get the casual viewer to give it a shot. I wonder how this is going to be marketed. Like, is it going to be, how much are they going to pump up the MTV part of the challenge? Is that going to, is that going to be a big factor or is it more just going to be the name and how the show is structured? If I had to guess, the very first episode, you're going to get like a one minute montage of people falling off of things and screaming <laughs> from MTV with a TJ voiceover. And you've and they'll say stuff like you've seen the original. And if you haven't, this is what's in store. And they'll do a little montage and then they'll be like, but this is CBS, the challenge. Boom. And then you're into the show. I think that's where it's going to head, because if I'm CBS there's a lot of baggage from the MTV show, even though it's one of the most streamed things on Paramount Plus. It it might be something that they want to be cautious about drawing too much attention to until they know whether the show's a hit or not. Yeah, I, I suppose I could see that. Um, so looking at this cast, like I know Ben, this last season of Big Brother was pretty. The Big Brother twenty three was pretty well received, and they got a lot of names from that cast. Do we think are they going to come in kind of thick as thieves here, or? Do you, do you think some of the drama from that show will kind of carry over? All right, so here's what I know. Because I, I, I know for a fact, like, the four, that was in the cookout. So you got Ozza, Tiffany, Xavier, and Colin. They all got to work together. But Colin and Xavier, um, they do have beef, but I think they squash it. So, you know, they're going to come in the house together, work together. And then um, Derek X and Alyssa, they might, you know, try to ground down. And then they might, and then uh, some of the survivor people that they've been hanging out with, like, you got Danny and Shan and Desi. They they might grab them. So that's a that's gonna be a, an alliance right there off the bat. Hmm. So that's, that's, that's a pretty big yeah. group already then. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. I think like Danny, so Danny is an ex NFL. What position did he play again? I'm blanking right now. Um he was well, whatever, but he I he he, I, he was a safety um for a couple of years in the NFL. I remember him actually playing. Uh, so he he's definitely seems like the best athlete that they're bringing on. That's going to be interesting to me because it seems like their the athleticism on this cast is all over the map. Like Derek Chow is like definitely not an athletic behemoth, right? I mean, I mean he's all right, but not, not the best, but but he's all right. I mean, like he's, not, he, he's not like the weakest though. He's he's not the weakest. He's not okay. Who who like how Enzo at forty? I'm gonna tell you the about him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Enzo's the weakest um melon on the cast by far. <laughs> by far. Well, at least what are they gonna do if he's in a hall brawl against a former NFL safety? I don't think they ever do hall brawl in this. Yeah, so what do we think? Are they gonna be like the champs versus eliminations? Because some of those could be kind of physical. 
No, I would wager you're going to see eliminations like you've seen on Double Agents and Spies, Lies, and Allies, like the the one that Kyle and Devin did where they had to um, like do the flying leap and complete the bridge. Oh, Kyle and Josh. Oh, yeah, Kyle and Josh, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. you're going to see stuff like Kyle and Josh. You might see the Logan elimination and with Corey on the tug of war. I think you're going to okay. see stuff like that. I don't think you're going to have these people doing hall brawl. I, I could be wrong. I could see balls in. I could see that happening. I could even see pole wrestle happening. I don't think you're going to see hall brawl. I mean, it feels like hall brawl should be a liability for the show at this point, right? With what we understand about CTE. Like that, that, that seems like they got to do a little bit of manufacturing around it just so nobody gets seriously injured. Well, not even just the CTE. It feels like every time they've done it, except for the lame ones they've done the last two seasons, somebody gets really hurt. Like Kyle's finger is like bent off to the side. Um, Nelson and Fessy, that one was pretty rough on oh, Nelson. Well, or Nelson and Rogan where they're both like stumbling out of the, out of the hall after the, at the end of it. Yeah. Very clearly, if not concussed, definitely got a neck stinger. So mm-hmm. it would be difficult for me to, I still enjoy watching hall brawl. Don't get me wrong, but you need to limit that very precisely and i don't know that we'll see it a whole lot moving forward it kind of needs to be like the wwe hell in a cell it needs to be more of a myth that you (laughs) see very rarely than an expected thing you're going to see once or twice a season so looking at this a bit further is there any chance we think that they split this up into teams in some way or are we just assuming they're all going individual to start Trying to do the math in my head. There's definitely not enough amazing race people on for them to have a whole team. Definitely not. I mean, probably not then, but I would lean towards it's either individual or it's going to be something like the uh, beginning of spies, lies and allies. Well, maybe even not that because they were pairs to start that, weren't they? Yeah. It might be something kind of like a free agents where sometimes your pairs, sometimes your I guess they did that on double agents some too, didn't they? Yeah, I feel they? like that's just any individual season at this point, but they're gonna mix in a couple of pairs or teams, missions. Yeah. Okay. In a perfect world, truthfully, with this cast, I think you do a format that closely resembles free agents. I think that's gonna be the most interesting. And it's gonna be a way to mix these personalities up because quite frankly. I would assume outside of Big Brother and Survivor, the Love Island people are going to be close to unknowns for the people that watch this show. And I feel like some of the Amazing Race people, nobody really becomes like a reality TV celebrity off the Amazing Race because that show, the way they cast it, it's either regular ass people or you're already a TikTok influencer or something like that these days. So it is what it is. I mean, back in the day, probably so too. Like back in the day, you probably would have been famous on the show, but not now though. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't, it's also with the way that show is marketed so much more about where the people go and the cities they're in than the actual like interactions with the people themselves. Mm-hmm. So the people become a little bit less of personalities. Yeah. And it, and it is interesting, the age range on this show. It's looking like we're have, cause like I see, is Tasha the oldest at 45? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's 25 to 45 is a pretty big range. I mean, Tasha was always a pretty strong athletic competitor on her time on Survivor. I obviously haven't seen her since she was on Cambodia. Mm-hmm. I, I, she, I'm going to be really interested to see how she comes on this show and who she decides to work with. Yeah. So, Ben, here's where I could use some help on these people. So, 
I have not watched a season of Big Brother since season one when it first aired. So, I mean, we're talking. Isn't that when they had like the people vote for who won? Yeah. Like the public? Yes. So, and it was a big controversy because people were trying to fix the vote and vote out popular people because they wanted their favorite to win and it got really contentious. So, I, you know, I, I found that season to be rather interesting, but boring on the same aspect. So I just never picked it back up again. So from a competition standpoint, I understand that big brother is 90% politics. Like that's really what the show is built on is politics. But in terms of like competitions they do on the show for the people listening that have never seen big brother, what can they expect these people to have done competitively on their seasons of Big Brother? I mean, um, so Colin and Xavier and Derek X, um, um, they're gonna come in like really strong because they're because they was like good competitors on their season. I think Xavier won, what's it, three HOHs and two vetoes, and Colin did like sort of the same thing. Yeah, Derek X did sort of the same thing. So those three are gonna come in strong. Um, Enzo, he's gonna come in weak. Um, Aza, Tiffany, you know, they may come in with a little beef, but, you know, they might come in doing the strategy part of the uh, the strategy part. Mm-hmm. So that's for them. Um, Alyssa, I mean, um, I mean, I mean, it's hit or miss to her. I mean, it depends what you're going to get with her. So, mm-hmm. um, wow. yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much that's pretty much um, the big brother people right there. So. Yeah, yeah. one thing with the big brother people i feel like like i remember when natalie negrody was about to come on people were pretty low on what she could do on the challenge it seemed like the general consensus was not high but she came on and she could never win an elimination but she was actually pretty good in the mission so she seemed very competent is there any chance with like tiffany or with some of these other people who seem like they have kind of low expectations like that they could just really prepare for the show and come on in a lot better shape than people are expecting I mean, I heard Aza's been training, so um, so I, so I'm gonna believe it. I'm gonna I'm gonna believe it. Till I see it. So that's that's what I heard from somebody who's friends with Aza that she's been, that she's been training. And Tiffany yeah, and has also, done the same thing. Yeah, so. it's also like I mean, with these big brother people, whenever they come on, it seems like they all come on with the intention of working together and being very much uh, sort of team players. And if that's the case, I wonder if she's contacted like Fessy or whomever from other seasons of Big Brother and has been training with them. Um, I doubt it, but like, oh, you never know, though. You, I mean, you never know. She, she may could have, could have contacted Josh or Fessy. Yeah, like, hey, there's so what, many of what, them now. What do I need help? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you really want to contact Josh for competitive help, but <laughs> any of the other ones, I'm not gonna be <laughs> yes, touche. So, having also not watched Big Brother in probably 22 years, what kind of I don't want to call them missions, but when they do like a weekly competition on the show, what type of competitions do they do? So like, are we going to be doing agility? Are we test of strength? Are we doing carnival games? Like what's well, it's going- a lot of like memory and stuff too, right? I mean, so sometimes, I mean, sometimes you get like an endurance cop, like I think, I guess every three times in the season, she's lucky it's me in my bad. Oh. <laughs> so you get, so you get endurance. <laughs> You get endurance three times. You get like the memory comps of uh, four or five times. You get like these little carnival games mm-hmm. uh, here and there. So that's pretty much the competition on the show. So, gotcha. So yeah. it's safe to say that they have probably not been attached to bungee bungee cords 
and strung up on a crane in the parking lot of the Big Brother household? No, no. Okay. Right. Yeah, and it's, I don't. I, but we don't even know that they'll be doing that on this show. Oh, they have to. Like literally, in all the trailers that we've seen for the CBS Challenge, they've shown the people on like the water ski falling off. They show them falling off of stuff. Like they Can are trust not... them to put together a competent trailer. Yes, because they do it. That's the one thing about the the challenge people that I will give them a lot of credit for. Sometimes they give spoilers away, which sucks. But every year when that challenge trailer drops, I'm hyped, even if the season that comes after it could be really bad. There's just something about that challenge trailer drop that just kind of gets you ready for it to come. So, yeah, I would say they would not be advertising CBS The Challenge and showing the challenge-esque things they do and then pull a bait and switch on the audience. And like they'll have the budget to do that, I suppose. I would um, imagine this could be the biggest budget they've ever had for a season because it's on network TV. The CBS yeah. wallet is way bigger than the MTV wallet. Yep, so I can see like uh, a better competition um, personally on the show, so I can't wait for that. We'll see how they spend the money. I don't really trust the way that they, I feel like giving them a big budget is like when Dan Snyder signs off on a big free agent no. budget. Like he, that, that money is not going to good places. We're, we're, we're oh, trading two thirds for Carson Wentz. I'm <laughs> so glad terrible. I've disabled. I'm so glad I've disowned that team now. I just, I finally cut yeah, the now, now you can draft Carson Wentz in the first round of a fantasy draft instead of a Cam Sims. <laughs> uh, for those of you that were going inside baseball on, we had a uh, not very good football fantasy league this past fall. And uh, the the program kept freezing on me. And so Ben was there. And in the second round, I drafted like the biggest scrub you could possibly draft because the button kept sticking. And then before I knew it, it was passed and it, it happened. It was <laughs> I hope people on the Zoom. Said it for you. People on the Zoom Bate call were terrible. like, what did you just do and well, why? <laughs> ben had the most, one of the most, obviously injuries always happen in fantasy football. Ben, I think I look one of the most injured in snake play fantasy since I've ever seen. Yeah, like my Calvin team Ridley. was injured. Yeah. Yep. That's what happened to me by week five. I checked out because all of my starters that I was relying on were, were out either for the year or for three quarters of the year. So I had zero opportunity. And because uh, Mr. McIntyre here set it up so that there was like nobody on the waiver wire because the teams were so large. You once everybody got injured, you're just done. So we're we're not going to let him be commissioned next time. Well, I I commissioned through uh, democracy. I I was a public. I put out a public poll. And people put in with what they wanted, and I, I did what the people wanted. But see, so. it's really more of like a U.S. Congress situation where you heard what the people had to say, and then somehow bungled up something that should have been very simple. <laughs> oh please! I I burned purely yeah. off of the data. <laughs> okay so in all seriousness um you kind of gave us a little bit of background on some of these big brother people let's just kind of go one by one and you kind of tell us or we'll give our thoughts here on each one of these people so right off the bat uh for the females we have Alyssa lopez from big brother 23 is 23 the most recent season yes it is so how did she do like was she politically savvy like what was her deal oh she had to show mess with a guy who went home pre-jury um, I mean, pretty much she was just under the radar. She didn't win the Copa too, so but she finished in seventh place, so that's how she did. So is she like you know, like Amber B was a pretty small character on her season of Big Brother too, right? Yeah, she was. Okay, so maybe maybe that's her upside uh, and what she's hoping for. Yeah, potentially. Um, 
Any hot takes about Angela from Big Brother 20? Boring. Next. Next. <laughs> She's Boring. the one who was, she was dating Tyler, right? Who made it to the end of the yeah. season? Yeah, okay. Are yeah. they still together or yeah. no? Um, I think they got engaged, so yeah. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Wow, yeah. you're coming on without your fiance on the challenge while you're engaged. That's an interesting, that's an interesting play for her. She, she might, might really not be up to anything. I think this cast is not going to act the way that a normal MTV challenge cast would act. I think it's going to closely resemble Survivor season 40 where everybody showed up and it was mostly business. Yep. I mean, maybe, but like on All-Stars, they come on and they're, they're pretty down typically. On Challenge All-Stars? Yeah. That's because they're from that universe, man. Like this is a whole other universe. Like that we are into the challenge multiverse now. That is what has happened. There is the original verse that you know people loved, and then it started to get kind of rough. And then all of a sudden they decided, hey, let's spice this thing up and let's get the multiverse involved. And that's where okay. we are now. <laughs> this is the WandaVision of challenge shows. Exactly. This is uh right up there with low key and the um whatever they called that thing, the timekeepers. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> What about Az- Azza? Is that how you say her name? Is it Aza or Azza? Azza. Azza. Azza, Azza. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So um, she finished. She finished in fourth place. Yeah, she finished in fourth place. Okay. Um. So I think she's. Oh, uh, gonna be way different on the on the CBS Challenge than Big Brother than Big Brother. So you're going. So you guys are going to be um surprised by that. So I can't wait to see that. Really? Was she more yeah, of a? Was she under the radar, or was she like really involved in the politics and the planning? She was under the radar. I mean, she she did have a friend, but her friend left after Jerry. So after that, she was pretty much under the radar. So yeah, gotcha. Yeah, from what I remember about that season, because I watched a little bit of it and kept up a lot with it, just on my timeline from people talking about it. It seemed like from that group of the people coming on, Tiffany was kind of the main schemer, and then. Azo was a little, or Azo was a little bit more um, under the radar, and then Xavier kind of ended up sweeping the rug out from everybody at the end. If that, if that sounds right. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so we got a lot, of, a lot of Love Island sort of fodder here. What do we think about Desi from Survivor Thirty Five? I really liked her on that season, so I'm happy to see her come on. Oh, I'm really excited for her. I hope she she does good, and she uh, hopefully she gets some revenge on Ben. So that so that. So that'd be great. Oh, I forgot about that when he uh, idled her out, right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. Man, that's that's interesting. It's been a while for her to, since she's been on TV because thirty five, she was hasn't been on any Survivor program since then. Yeah. I mean, she was she didn't even make the merge on that season, did she? Or was she the first out after the merge? I think she made the jury. Um, I think she made the jury. Go yeah. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta go go back and watch that, but I think she did make the jury though. Yeah, she may, maybe she yeah, she was towards the beginning of this year, but yeah, I liked her a lot. So it, it'll be interesting to see her come on. Um, yeah, what do we think about Sarah coming on? I don't know, man. Like, I think that from a political standpoint, she's going to be very good. Now, how she's going to actually perform head to head and challenge type missions, I got no idea how that's going to go. Because that's just not how her competition is going to look, right? Because she was always pretty competent on Survivor physically. But that's just a different type of breed than what usually happens. Yeah, the- and the Survivor games are, uh, if they do the Survivor challenges, I'll call them. Um, anyone from age 18 
to 60 could win 90% of the stuff they do. Like the stuff that's heavy endurance based, that's going to lean more towards who's in the best shape. You know, a lot of it's puzzles. She's always good at puzzles, things like that. So I think she's going to be a valuable member from a political standpoint and from a strategy of like mission standpoint. But if they do some real physical stuff, I just don't know what we have there. Like, who's our competition with this season? Like, are any of these women big standouts from what we know? Oh, I think Sarah's biggest competition could be Angela because she is pretty um, good. Um, uh, I, I would say Desi, too, maybe. Uh, and I don't know nothing about the Love Island people or that made the race draw. I don't know nothing about her. So, yeah. I think um, pretty much those are my um, three right there. So. I mean, I think Tasha could be. It's been a while, but she was a pretty she was a pretty strong athlete on Survivor. Remember, she had those two immunity wins towards the end of mm-hmm. um, of Kageyan, and then she was pretty good on Cambodia, even though she got saddled with a couple pretty bad tribes at different yeah. times. And Kageyan could be good. Kageyan was a tough season to hang in too, and she hung pretty well. Yeah, yeah, she she really did. Yeah, Kageyan and Cambodia. She had two great seasons. She was on too. Yeah. So that yeah, and then. Uh, what do we think about Shan from Survivor 41? I feel like she's dead in the water because people saw how she played Survivor and as cutthroat as she was, I think people are going to be very wary to trust her. It's not like all these people, though. Like, I think you can say not the exact all same of these thing people. about Sarah. Like, I, I mean, you can say the same thing about Sarah. Sarah was cunning, but, like, Sarah didn't, like, straight up Dude, Sarah, lie to Sarah people. Sarah tricked someone, voted somebody out, and then tricked them into handing them her vote steal. It's pretty smart play. It's I a think smart she, play, but once you do that once, like you can't do that twice. Yeah, well, she still made it to the final of season forty. So, I mean, I think that's a different circumstance. I, I think if I think she could have the most heat of anybody on this cast for Sarah. I don't um, know. I hope it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping Shan does good, but like as long as she has to cook out at Danny's, uh, I think she should be good. So is, has she been working has she talked with those people from what we've seen on social media like has she been communicating with them she actually hung out with them in person um i wish she found yeah yeah so i followed out. danny on twitter and there were pictures of some of them hanging out so apparently they're all in good terms okay well, that's good so maybe her, being allied with danny might keep her around longer i just i think that when she gets an elimination if she gets the wrong draw she's donezo like I just don't know. That. I just don't know how. Into, I I I think we've got to be very careful assuming what these competitions are going to be. I think a lot of them are going to. I feel like there's going to be some physical eliminations. Like I think we're going to see some, but I think the majority of them are going to look a lot like. You know what I'm gonna. You know what I'm. This is my current conspiracy theory. The challenge all stars was the pilot for this, so. They probably approached CBS and Paramount with these ideas and Paramount went, well, we've seen MTV, the challenge. That seems a little rough. Can you show us a toned down version of the challenge that people in their forties could play? And they were like, okay. And then Mark Long's making noise about the OG stuff. And so they put together the challenge all-stars and then with the success of challenge all-stars and the fact that they could do eliminations, like what Brad and Derek Kay did, uh, in all stars too, stuff like that. I think that made this possible. Like, I really don't think we have the challenge CBS and all this other stuff without them using all stars one and two as like pilots for it. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, I I think there's a chance they're playing like name that Brady bunch episode by episode five. <laughs> uh, fair enough. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, um, Tasha, Tasha, we touched on a lot already, but yeah, I think I think she could legit be a threat to one. I just don't know. I haven't seen a, even a picture of her ever, so I just don't know what she's going to look like coming in. But I think if yeah. she shows up in similar shape that she did on Cambodia and Kagiyan, I mean, she made the final in Cambodia. Uh, got very close in Kakiyan, has been very physically competitive throughout. So I, I think she could be in a really strong position. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, for everybody listening, if you have never heard, I mean, you've probably heard of it at this point, but if you've never seen Love Island, I just want to let people understand the type of cast members you're getting from this show. So the premise of Love Island, and this is straight from Wikipedia, but essentially they live in a villa they're cut off from the outside world and on day one they have to be in a relationship with another islander so basically based on first impressions they couple up and then later they can recouple where they can choose to remain partnered or they can switch partners at the villa the couples must share a bed for sleeping um while in the villa they all have their own telephone which they can use to contact or text other islanders and things like that but essentially um you can get eliminated or dumped and the winners are voted through a public vote so i would not some of these people are going to be in good shape but we have zero idea of what these people are going to do from a political or a competitive standpoint so it's really hard to handicap so you anything. people come from love island where the entire objective is to find someone to hook up with within day of the show and you think there's not going to be relationships on this show well i think some of the love island people are going to hook up but like sarah has kids and is married that's not happening okay well sure but i, I just mean i think that there's, there's still going to be a lot of fireworks in that end if i'm running a fantasy game for this i'm still definitely keeping uh, i think that if the, anyone hooks up it's going to be big brother and love island people I think the Survivor people, obviously, they're all partnered and happy. I think the two... You're just um, too old. I think the Amazing Race people are not going to, just because they're coming from a different show with a different mindset. Whereas on Big Brother and Love Island, it seems like hookups are not only uh, heavily allowed, but actually encouraged. And in the case of Love Island, it's the whole point of the show. I don't know. I, I, I'm still, I would still leave that up for, up for question. I'm still definitely keeping those points in if we're doing the fantasy game. Basically. I mean, you have to, they're going to, there's will be hookups. It just, the question is, is will CBS show them? Well, but it's also, if it's a network, if it's a network show, how are they going to approach that? They might be aired a little differently. Well, I mean, how do they approach it on big brother with hookups, Ben? I mean, pretty much, I mean, pretty much, you know, if you see somebody hanging out together, like all the time, then that's pretty much a show, man. So, you know, they, they follow them, they follow them around. They ask them questions in the diary room and they aired on the show. So that's pretty much how it works there. But it's not going to be, you know, I know this is an extreme example, but it's not going to be a bare Kayla situation where if people are making out in the shower and then walk in a bedroom and turn off the light. Like they don't do that on Big Brother per se. Um, I would say um, the older seasons, they did do it, but not these new seasons. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's an interesting look at that. So my hunch uh, is is that hookups may be hinted at, but they might not necessarily show them. Would be my guess. Yeah. Okay, that that would make some sense to me. I, really quickly, we didn't touch on Tiffany from Big Brother Twenty Three. She, I, it seemed like people talked about her as much as anybody from that season. So she at least should have a pretty big personality coming on. 
Um, she was the star of the show. I mean, she was the star of the season. Um, and she should have won the season, but um, she got screwed at the final six. So, um, but she's going to make good TV. She's going to be a good competitor, and she's going to be good at the strategy. So, I can't wait to see her um do well. And well, that's the issue with a lot of, with like your Big Brother Survivor type shows is your biggest characters often get voted out right before the end because people realize that they're the biggest character and likely going to win if they let them get to the end. Yeah, but I know. It's just a tough but... paradox. You, you've seen that with Shan and Ricard on this past season and then a couple other seasons of Survivor, stuff like that's happened. Man, um, so, Ricard so is one of the people I wish had shown up on this list. Like really was hoping he would because he's the type of guy that on a toned down version of the challenge, he's the type of character you want because he's going to be really sneaky. He's going to play the game smartly and he's physical and competitive enough that he has an ability to do a lot. Like I really wished he had shown up on this list. Odds there's an immunity dial or something of that sort on this thing. <laughs> Below I mean, 15% has to be right. I think it's going to look like the challenge. Maybe there's a rule that they'll do where if you go into elimination, you're exempt from the next one. But other than that, I don't. Well, but they've done that on the actual challenge. I know. That's why I think that's, that's that's about as far as I think it goes. Okay. Uh, So moving on to the men. Hold on. Before we go to the men, I want to give a little background on Kayla Lee because I just finished watching uh, the last season of the amazing race. Amazing race is besides the challenge and survivor amazing race checks in at like another appointment viewing for me to watch every week when it when it's airing uh kayla lee is a former flight attendant and for those of you who don't watch the amazing race this last season season 33 they started filming it in february of 2020 they got uh three legs in and the world shut down for coronavirus and so they sent everybody home And when they came back, some of the teams didn't come back. So they brought in some of the eliminated teams that could come back. And in the interim, she went from being a full-time flight attendant to changing careers. And on the show, I would say that she came across a little ditzy at times, but when it mattered towards the end of the race, she kept getting better and better and better at the puzzles and things like that, that they do on the amazing race. There is some physical aspect of it. Like there was one challenge where they had to climb this giant staircase, like six times back and forth, carrying trays of food. And she hung in there. So I think what's going to hurt her is she's going to have to be really political. And on the amazing race, there's very little politics. So I think she's going to be one of the early people that go into elimination, but she might be able to be that person that wins one or two eliminations before finally getting sent home. I feel like that's kind of her, her spot in this show based on what I've seen. I wonder if the amazing grace people could, because the amazing grace may not have the overall structure that will lead to success on the challenge with not as much scheming or like direct competitions. But I mean, that's probably the closest to a final that any of them are going to do, right? Is the competitions on the amazing easily, race. easily of all these other shows that are involved, they the amount of endurance that those people have to do. That's why on the amazing race, it's very rarely that you get an undeserving winner. It might not be your favorite. But almost everyone that wins the amazing race is at least a somewhat satisfying winner because the weak teams, they might hang around for a little while, but by the end of the season, you're usually left with most of the best teams. Every now and then the best team has a freak thing happen and they get eliminated. For instance, Rob and Amber from Survivor 
should have won the first season that they were on because they did two seasons of the amazing race and robin amber literally dominated the season but in the final leg one of the teams sweet talked the flight attendant and moved them into first class oh it was uchenna and joyce i got it mixed up but uchenna and joyce they had an amazing final leg and pulled off the w and they deserved it like they hung in there the whole time and in that last leg, they just finished faster. And so it's a show where you also have to be decent at a lot of stuff. Like you've got to be able to be somewhat competitive from a physical standpoint. You have to be able to make good decisions when you're traveling places. And the teams that do the best tend to be, they're like Johnny Bananas. They're really good at a lot of random stuff. And then when their weaknesses kick in, they find ways to work around it. So, yeah, I think Amazing Race, honestly, is a better prep for the physical side of the show. The problem is, is the politics are non-existent. And there's just not enough of them, too. Like, you'd have to think this somewhat breaks down by show in terms of politics. Maybe not completely, but to some degree. And if that's the case, there's only what five of them on. Uh, not no, even three. that. There's three, and two of them are males. but like none of them have ever been on the same season together. And like I said, most of these people are not, you know, reality celebs for the most part. They go back to their regular life when the season's over. So this is, see, I feel like their alliance is like when on total madness, when Kayla, Jenna and Nani were in alliance, and we're like, Oh, we're going to run the game. It's like, there's only three of you and you guys never win anything. Yeah. So it's, it's not, it's not going to work. Um, they are not uh, so, set up for success. That's for sure. No, no. So for the men, we've got. I mean, ben... what if it could be? But well, we talk about the later, though. Yeah, we'll get to them in a minute because I feel like one of these amazing race people actually has a really good chance. Okay, well, we'll get there then. So we got Ben Drewbergen for the first up for our men. My expectations for him are not super high. I mean, he was able to make it decently far in winners at war, but from an athletic perspective, I just don't know. Like, do we, do we, I mean, maybe he comes in in better shape, but I, like if he up it in a huge cardio competition or anything like that, I just don't see him hanging with the rest of these guys, right? Ben is there to draw viewers and go home early because there's no, or they'll keep him around the whole time because there's no way he's going to win a final. Like there is almost well, he, zero he's chance. Jo- he's the Josh of this season, right? That's just like his job. He won't, he won't probably get in as many fights as Josh, but in terms of this being like the, the aloof former winner of the show, I feel like that's what he's supposed to do. Yeah, he's there for viewers. Like he's he's not a real threat. Does to he win really this. draw eyes though? He's popular. He's got a big following. So yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll have to see what he, he's up to when he comes on. He has some friends on this show. Like he and Sarah, I'm sure, are on pretty good terms and stuff. So maybe, maybe we'll have a couple people we can work with at least. Mm hmm um so i I did want to touch on cinco holland because i did some background on him apparently he was a former um collegiate athlete he played football so he at least should bring some athletic presence from the show even if his love island training is only good for one part of the challenge and it's not the scheme if you have any type of collegiate football background you're gonna at least be somewhat explosive so i would like doesn't tyree have a collegiate football background yeah but it's tyree well exactly right like it's not a guarantee (laughs) that they're gonna be explosive I love you, Tyree. You're so entertaining, but you're 
terrible at this show. Just terrible. Bring Kyrie back. We, we, we need him. I want him on All Stars because that would just be freaking hilarious. I we, we just need. We need. I'm telling. You, we just need All Stars three or four to have like a dopes team. We have him and Danny on. Just have like all, all the, the morons from the history. Of the I show. advocate <laughs> for this strongly. I want team just team clueless. Okay. Yeah. Team clueless is uh, Tyree, Danny siobhan like just nelson give has me to be on the team nelson, nelson is on, on he's the team Nelson's captain the, he's a much better competitor but it, <laughs> just him leading that crew to into battle will, will be fantastic yes yes it would okay. it's kind of like how i still advocate for the survivor nonsense season like, i i started the all of them that, by the way just bring them all credit for it lately give me uh philip give me um all of those need, hotheads. We need um Shambo from uh, Samoa. We need Butch. Like, just give them all to me. Uh, I'm here for it. And, and if you can get, if Brandon Hans is mentally stable now, bring him on too. I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's and, making and, it on. And bring Richard Hatch too. By the way, bring Richard uh, Hatch. Yes. <laughs> just give uh, me Survivor explosion that's all you need to call it <laughs> yeah, keith nail find out if he's not getting lost at college football games but he's oh and you got to bring in coach how can you like not have coach on an all-nonsense season oh, oh for sure oh he's, yeah he's yeah yeah coach coaches you think they called him for this what would he say i don't know how, how I, old is he he's got to be 50 something at least that old Look it up. He's got to be 50-something. We'll have our Joe Rogan. Let me Google that moment now. He's age 50, yeah. (laughs) Age 50. Wow. I mean, I, I, I mean, you got Tasha on who's 45. I think you could bring Coach on. Why and not? Coach, can you imagine him trying to put up with these Love Island people? Like, can you just wow. imagine his look of disdain dealing with them? I just them? think it'd be hilarious because he'd think he'd be so good at everything and he would just continually fail, right? <laughs> like, that's what it would be. Yeah. Just <laughs> he'd be brutal. like throwing himself into a pole wrestle against Danny McRae or whatever and then just get rolled. <laughs> get rolled. Get rolled. I should have had Tony on this too. Tony would have been a good, good. A I good mean, Tony. Point. Tony should be. He, he's one of those people who, if he calls and says he wants to be on, he should be allowed to come on. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a couple people who reach that class for me. Like, if Coral says she wants to be on any sort of MTV or CBS program, uh, I don't her. care what it is. Just let her. Let her come on. Let her find a role for her to be on the show. Yeah. So um, Danny McRae for the list of men. I'm really excited about this one. He's definitely the chalk favorite, right? I mean, he's by far the most accomplished athlete, that's for sure. I mean, he yeah. was a starter yep. on the friggin' Dallas Cowboys. And he, play, he played safety, which translates very well as a position to the NFL. Like, we've seen Marlon come on from with that background and be very good on the show. I think the only thing that might hurt him is just how tall he is. That might hurt him a little bit, just because it's very rare. Zach is an exception it it's just that it's really hard to be good at the challenge and be super tall. Well, how tall is he? He's got to be six five, six six. Like we've seen in Theo, Theo come on his height was a huge advantage for the most part in his competition. I, th- I think like who are the tall people that have failed? Tyree. Is Tyree that tall? I mean, he's six three, six four. He's he's a big man. He is a big man. Well, I, I don't think Tyree's height was to blame for why uh, no. he was uh, incompetent at the show. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the height's probably an asset, if anything. It I, can the, be. I'd be more worried about him just being a target, right? Like that everyone would want to keep him around for long. Yeah, he's the type of guy, if you have a chance to throw him in, you throw him in immediately. Like, he is the biggest threat physically to win a final. 
because the one thing I'm actually somewhat excited with about with this is I don't think like so much of the A show. I feel like with the rookies they've brought on the past couple of seasons, it seems like none of them had barely ever heard of the show before. It seems like with these people, they're going to know what to expect coming on, at least from a competitive standpoint, right? Like we've seen the Survivor Big Brother people come on. It seems like those they've come on the show and had a much better idea of what to expect, and they've been somewhat knowledgeable. Like I know, like Polly and Josh and Michelle, like they'd all seen the show beforehand. They knew what mm-hmm. to expect with what different personalities were, what the competitions would look like. So yeah. I, I think they'll come on with a, a bit more, a better idea of that in mind. I think the ones that I have the biggest question mark again are going to be the Love Island people. Because if you go on Love Island, you're just a fame-seeking smackter at that point. I'm sorry. That is the way I interpret you going on that show. I mean, like if... like Because you only can win a hundred grand. It's not that much money to go couple up with somebody and hook up with people, okay? When you're talking a million dollars on Survivor... It used to be half a million. I think it's a million now on Big Brother. Um, no, it's still no. It's, it's still a, no, no. Actually, it's seven fifty now. Seven fifty k. It's seven fifty. That's yeah. real money. Okay, like a hundred grand after taxes. That's a good paycheck, but you're going to humiliate yourself on national television like that. I mean, dude, if you went to a college campus and asked a bunch of twenty four year olds, "Hey, here's the opportunity. You'll make a decent amount of money." Like, I, what percent of them would sign up? Probably 30. You're out of your mind, dude. As someone who's from, as someone who is uh, 24 now, I can guarantee if you went to them and said that, like, you're getting 75. Well, okay, I would have down. to, I would have to rewind myself because I was in college in 2002. So it's been a while. Uh, I'm still I would, in uh, my master's program at Virginia Tech. I would so. say that even back then, a lot of people would have been interested in the fame part of it. But depending on how they were going to be depicted, because especially in that day and age, when you went on reality TV, it was a big fucking deal. Like nowadays, it's a deal. Like, but unless you're on one of the elite reality shows, no one really cares. Well, it's so that, yeah. but then it's also everyone has an Instagram or a TikTok, so like uh-huh. you're you're already putting yourself out there and looking like an idiot. So. It, your competition, like everybody's the same at that point. I, I think if you th- there's plenty of people who would sign up, and some of them might not be c- complete morons. Hopefully, some of them are a bit more cunning uh, yeah. in terms of what they bring to the show. Uh, David Alexander, give us some give us some info on him because he's been on the previous two seasons, so that means he was on a regular season, and then he was on like the All Star season. All right, so all right, so this is on David. Um, David was first out. I mean, he. he he didn't last. The first season he was on, which I barely watched, he was only on for like uh, forty-eight hours. <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not lying to you. I'm joking. That that's what it was. But then they, he had came back into the household, you know, to, to come back and could be he lost that. So, um, um, the only reason why he was invited for the second season was like, you know, they needed more of representation. So that's the only reason why he got got asked that for um all-stars was was he um, competent at least or was he like because sometimes you can get voted out early and not be a dumb it just it's just what happens uh to me to me david is a dud so um you're not gonna get much from him on the show but he he might he might be good at some things but overall he's just okay so so when i'm setting the sports book odds for this season he is he is not ranking very highly is what you're saying he and ben (laughs) trilberg yeah towards the bottom yeah yeah all right so um derek Zhao, it's, it's Chow, right? Chow. Um, um, Derek X. Just call him Derek X. Derek X. Okay, easier for us. Yeah. Way easier for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, Derek X. He's um um 
Um, he's good at competition, so you're gonna be um surprised by him and his performance on the show. I think he can win like a couple of challenges and eliminations. Mm-hmm. And I think he could make the final. I mean, it just depends to um what guys are um, up up against him at the end. But um, I mean, you never know where him. He, he's he can, also he can be on the this. he's also on the younger side of the cast, so that it might be an advantage, but it might also hurt him at the same time from a political standpoint. And from from like an athletic yep. standpoint, he's definitely smaller though, right? Like he he might be like uh. I don't no, actually, know. he's like, like a, a super, a better version of Kahuta or something like that. No, actually, he's like six feet, so he's so he's. Oh, is that he's my size? Yeah, I'm. I'm just yeah, over okay. six feet tall. Yeah, yeah. Is he big yeah. or is he more wiry uh, style? Like, is he wide receiver or tight end? He's smaller, but like, but like he, but he, but he, he's a good competitor though. So. Okay, okay. Yeah, maybe, cool. yeah, I, like, maybe I heard I get heard uh, yeah. incorrect things yeah. about him. It'll, the more good competitors you can have on the cast, the better to me. That that, that that's my standpoint. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got Dominic Abate from Survivor Ghost Island. I'm pretty excited to see him come on. I, I'm one of like the four people who liked that season. So Yeah, um, I quit after episode three, so I have not seen that whole Chris, season. Chris Noble is who needs to be on this, by the way. He, he would be an outstanding challenge cast member. Uh, but I, I like Dom. I, I don't know how he'll compete athletically. I just don't, don't know what shape he's in. But he's a, he's a very good strategist, so I, I think he'll be fun to watch play. And then you've hinted at this. Enzo is just going to be an utter disaster. Um, re- repeat that one more time, sorry. Sorry, yeah. Uh, and then we've already kind of, you've already hinted at it, but Enzo, he's just going to be like a complete disaster. Um, I think he might be out early because he's, he's not there age. He's not really that strong. So, um, yeah, that's... I, I think that's disaster might be strong from what I've seen from him. But I... I Odds to win are definitely not high. Yeah. Nope. All right. James Wallington from Amazing Race. He was on uh, season 32, which preceded the one that just aired. This guy is a winner of the Amazing Race. Um, Very, like, very good shape. Like, really does hiking, a lot of mountain types, you know, recreational sports. He would be my dark horse to win the thing. Because I feel and like he if, was on, he was on capture too. He was on capture. I don't know if you remember that show, but I don't remember that on show. The show. He he was on the show capture, by the way. But that was that was a long time ago. That was a while what was ago. the plot of that? I don't remember that. And, uh it's, it's been a while since I watched it, but pretty much, um, you know, they had to live in the wild and they had to catch. So pretty much, um, oh, it's basically like okay. the amazing race, but like it's like a pair of teams. I remember this them. show now. I remember this. Yeah. It's kind of like the eco challenge, but a little more gimmicky. Yeah. 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 He he is my dark horse to win this if he can get the right political allies. Like this dude is honestly tailor-made to be on the main show. Like this is the type of person that when I see them coming in as a rookie, I would get excited because this is the type of guy who is smart. He can do puzzles. He's in very good shape. He's very personable, so he would be able to make friends. Like, if if they can get Danny out, he, in my opinion, is the 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 head person that I would say is going to win this thing. Okay. So is so you're saying this is not like a gen, this is not going to be another Jen Lee situation. This is someone competent from no. Uh, this dude is competent and was. To me, there was zero doubt that he and his partner were going to win the Amazing Race after episode two. Like, they just 
were firing on all cylinders and nothing was slowing them down. It's just, it's just hard for people like that, though, I think, to be able to hang around. He, he doesn't have anybody from his show. If he's known as, like, do we expect everyone will know he won his show coming on? I would assume so, but I don't know that they will have the intel that Ben had on Captured. To me, that's the more dangerous information. Uh, I, 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 I always worry about people like that. If there is a big brain trust of the cookout or some of these survivor people, if they're just like, look, we don't want this guy around, then he gets voted out. But yeah. Okay. So we, we don't have anything on the Giovanni Vega or some of these other little islands. Or Josh. What about Kylan? <laughs> um, oh, he's an Nick. alternate. What about Kylan from Big Brother? He, he seemed like he was a decent athlete from what I saw. Oh, man. So. Kylan is one of a kind, man. He's, <laughs> he's one of a kind, man. Sometimes he'd be interesting. Sometimes he'd be like, do what he's doing. But like, at the end of the day, he's going to be really interesting too. Because he's going to be good at these competitions. And I think he, I think he could make the final too. So. Um, well, somebody yeah. I saw compared him to Pauly. Is that an apt comparison or were they off base? Uh, I mean, I won't go that far and compare him to Pauly, but... He seems yeah. like a nicer person than Pauly on the show. Not yeah. that I don't think Pauly's not nice in real life. The difference is, is I think Pauly, having encountered him in an airport, Pauly lives his gimmick when he's in public a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh. How do we feel about that, by the way? They didn't take anybody from a CVS who had been on the challenge before. No Polly, no Fessy, no Devon, no Michelle, no Josh. I think it was a brilliant move because here's why. Those people would win the game, hands down. And I think... I, I disagree with that. I, well, unless you're Josh, because he's not winning. Let's just be real. <laughs> but I just have a hard time... Like, if you're going to call this... CBS the challenge bringing in people that have played one two three times they're already in the other challenge universe and who's to say like we still have no freaking clue what the war of the world's final this fall that they're going to film is going to look like and I maintain that there's going to be probably one to two male and female winners from each of these sub shows so you've got US, Argentina, UK, and Australia. So let's say that there's four people from each show. That's 16 competitors. They're not going to do a 16 competitor War of the Worlds final. They're going to bring in the Challenge All-Stars. And that's where you're going to see a CT or a Bananas or a Fessy. People like that are going to show up for that because they're going to fill that out with also a 32-person cast or a 28-person cast or whatever. Yeah, that, that was my thought because I, I, all the reports initially were that they wouldn't feature MTV people on any of the properties, like anyone who had been on a show before. But with them not being on the CBS show, because people thought Josh was going to be on this, right? People thought Polly was going to be on this. Yeah, I, I don't... Paulie is just going to, it seems like he's going to have a hard time getting cast for anything, unfortunately, going forward. Eh, I don't know about that. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm there, hearing a, a lot of stuff about season 38 in him. We'll see where the smoke, with this, when the smoke clears. We'll see what, what happens. I think Paulie is a tier A in terms of uh, what he brings to the show. I think he should be on. I think he should be on, no matter uh, regard, uh, irrespective of his uh, whatever's going on in the background, I just don't know what that is. Maybe maybe that's enough to keep him off. But um, but he, he, I think he should find his way back on the program. But with, with them not being featured, I think that does lead me to think that there may be a couple MTV people on. 
yeah. whenever they have this final version of the show. I would almost wager that it will definitely happen. I would, if I had to place a bet today, will people from the MTV universe be on the War of the Worlds final show? I would say that, yes, I would put my money on that. Okay. So, so moving on now, we've got Tyson Apostle, another huge name from Survivor who's on this cast. Man, I was shocked to see him on. Yeah, I was, yeah, like, wow, I was I very see. surprised. To see. He was definitely one of the ones where, when his picture got revealed, I was very surprised to see him. Yeah. He had a pretty significant athletic background, which I think people forget, mm-hmm. is that he was a cyclist and had all, um, all that stuff in his past. I don't know how much he's kept up with it now, though. Yeah, I think he has. I mean, last pictures I saw, he's still in great shape. I mean, the way that I think about Tyson's casting here, they wanted Boston Rob. Boston Rob turned him down, so they went to Tyson. Or they were trying to get both I of them. I think Tyson's a better fit for the show than Boston Rob. Well, he's definitely a better fit, but Boston Rob is the bigger name. You know what I mean? I, mean? I think like, if they both say yes, I, I would have a hard time seeing them not having Yeah, if they both say it. yes, you cast them both. But Yeah, then you just, all right, Ben, do next time buddy you can be an alternate like i think that's what you do yeah that's that's probably accurate if uh if boston rob is on i don't think you see a ben no uh so yeah. I, I mean if he gets to the final like you've talked about there's a couple people who seem like they could really be a threat if they get there he, he definitely if he's kept up with his background he, he's got the right profile to win that yeah and provided this final is not their janky oh we're gonna mess around with things 17 times and then whoever solves the lock at the end wins yeah. I mean, I think you have to put him up there as one of the favorites. The real question is, is will he be able to get there? You know, I mean, the thing that will help Tyson is there's a, I, I just don't know what we have in a lot of these people. So it's hard to say what eliminations are going to look like, but if it's elimination, like games, like the one that Brad and Derek K played, I mean, those are going to fall pretty well towards his strong suits. And he's going to actually be able to be on a reality show and eat. So, you know, that does help. (laughs) It will be interesting with these survivor people for them to be on a show where they're fed somewhat regularly. Uh, You'd imagine their catering budget for this is going to be decent, right? Yeah, you'd have to. There's no way some of these names are coming on this show and it's shit food. Like, it's just not. It's not. This is not going to be like Total Madness where they're they're like, like, you know, crawling around the ground looking for a spare chicken wing type thing. No, they're gonna they're filming this in Argentina and uh the challenge has filmed not an entire season, but didn't they film the rivals one final in Argentina? I think you're right about that. They've definitely been in Argentina before. And so they're at least and I wouldn't be shocked if they're in a similar region where they filmed that rivals one final. And if we are it's going to be a great location, like a legitimately like, I mean, great location. Compared to where they often film, Argentina is more of like a, a standard urban environment in a lot of areas than some of the places they typically film. So depending on where they go in Argentina, they, they, there could be around some stuff where it would be, wouldn't be hard to get decent catering. Yeah. Uh, all right. So next up, we have Xavier Prather, winner of Big Brother 23. He seems like somebody who could really be a threat coming on, right? Yes, yes, he yes, he's definitely a threat to um to win too. He's definitely a threat. I mean, he seems like he's in great shape. Obviously, he won Big Brother. He would he never seemed like he was the biggest name coming out of that season. Though most of the buzz seemed to be around Kylan and Tiffany. Yeah, because Xavier, Xavier was was like a surprise to me because I mean he's never um on social media like that. So like when I saw him, I was okay. like, oh okay, so interesting. So they have him on too. 
Yeah, like I said, the more better competitors you can, and the more people with like actual equity as a personality you can get, the better to me. So it, it'll, yeah. Well, all these big brother twenty three people, it's going to be interesting if they come in and all working together. That's that's a pretty big crew they've got going right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So last up on our list, we have Leo Tamori from Three Seasons of the Amazing Grace. How do we feel about him? Uh, Trace, I'm gonna have you go first. Yeah. I I think that. He is a smoke and mirrors casting. He got far in his big brother seasons because of his personality and through attrition more so than he was just this dynamite player. Um, I think this is a poor casting decision. There are other people from the amazing race they could have asked, but he had like a big personality and he was on a season of amazing race that was, He's been on, I think, three times, and he's made it to, I think, I think he got third in the last one that he did, which was a couple seasons ago, and that was yeah. one where it was a mixture of Big Brother people, Survivor people, and Amazing Race all-stars. So, like, they were running against Rupert and Laura, who were a complete and utter disaster, <laughs> like, just just complete hot, steaming pile of garbage. How long did oh. they make it on? They made it through two episodes. I'm surprised they weren't the first out. Well, Art and JJ were a quote-unquote all-star team from a other Amazing Race season. And the fact that they even considered Art and JJ all-stars was a travesty in the first place. Um, Victor yeah, was Victor on that season, all-star. right? Uh, Victor? Yeah. Yes, he and Nicole from Big Brother, which I'm a big fan of Victor. I kind of wish he had resurfaced on this, really? but he was I mean, also he in the do anything at all on the challenge. Yeah, he, he should have been on. Yeah. Um, and then I'm trying to think who else, like Chris and Brett from Survivor were on that Amazing Race season. And then so were um, Corinne and Eliza. Corinne. Yeah. Wow, that's an interesting pair. All right, so uh, Ben, you had some takes on Leo here. Uh, I think it's an, an okay casting. I wish they were the cast's cousin too, because um, both of them together are, are uh, entertaining at least. Mm-hmm. Because I remember on, on All Stars, uh, they was going back and forth with the Cowboys. Um, I, I think that was pretty awesome. So, um, I mean, I mean, they got fourth place um, both seasons they were on, and then they got third place the, the last um, season. So, I mean, you can, I mean, with him is 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 hit or miss. I mean, yeah. he's entertaining and he can be messy. So, I yeah. Mean, so it could it be like a see. Kyle type of competitor? Because, I mean, Kyle makes it towards the end of the season almost every time. Yeah, that's probably a good comparison, but he's not going to be as good physically and competitively as Kyle is. He's really okay. closer to... God, I'm going to take so much shit from everybody for saying this name. He's kind of in the Ryan Kehoe role, okay? <laughs> he's not abjectly horrible, but he's a very personable person and he might hang around just because he's going to make a lot of friends and be entertaining, but he's not really a threat to win this thing. Wow. You, you know, Trace is going to find it. It's gonna oh, make the I knew I was going to take shit, but come on. It's an apt comparison. I don't know who the guy is, so you could say whatever. And I think it's an apt comparison, but um, <laughs> okay. And you think he'll be? Will he make it on the World of the Worlds final casting? Trace Ryan Kehoe, he's going to come no. for uh, burgeoning. No, he's not. That's impossible. No, 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 no. 
Now, the if if and this is a big if they have like the challenge all stars come in, you know, Mark Long will probably be one of them. Really, they will try to get CT Bananas and Wes. I could see this being Zach. How many of them are they going to let on? Probably no more than sixteen, but it's probably going to be closer to like fourteen. Though I don't think they let that many of them. I think they'd probably want it somewhat equitable between each of the groups if they're allowed on. Yeah, like would they really want to challenge people to be half of the cast and have these other people make up the other half? That's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's going to look more like an invasion type situation where there will be more of these spinoff people, but there'll be the the challenge all stars, and they will be put behind the eight ball to start. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose I suppose I could see that. I, I think if they do that. They definitely asked Johnny and Wes's DT. You'd think with particularly Johnny and Wes's like view of themselves, they'd want to go on, right? Yeah. I mean, the fact that the anyone that has been on a previous MTV challenge could not be cast on Challenge CBS, Challenge UK, Challenge Argentina, or Challenge Australia. I would think that there will be a lot of people that'll be like, how can you crown the champion of champions and not have people from the MTV show represented? And a lot of those people, especially bananas, especially Wes, they are going to feel insulted if they're not at least invited to the final and CT. I love my man CT. He's a great competitor. I think he cares more about the paycheck that would come with appearing on that show and he would want to win, but I don't know that CT takes the this is important and this is part of the legacy of MTV Challenge part. I think he looks at it as it's great money. I love competing, and that's kind of where his like loyalty goes. I think Johnny and Wes are more of the, hey, hey. Uh, I don't think that's an insult to him at all. I no, it's not. I just think he yeah. looks at the show differently than other people do. Uh, particularly the two of them do. Because uh, like when the two of them are on, too, they're like half produ- producers half the time. Like yeah. they're, they're just such a different world. They purposely try does. to stir up controversy to make interesting yeah. TV, whereas CT's there to win money. So it'll be interesting. So do we do we have any quick picks um, for who we think is actually going to win this thing? Great question, Ben. Who's your favorites? Uh, my favorites. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the, uh, the the guys first. So. Um, Danny, Tyson, um, Kylan, Leo, just because of the entertainment. Those are my top four. Then for the, for the girls, I'm going to go Tiffany, Desi, Aza, and um, Tasha. The, and the, those are my top four So for the for both sides. Mm-hmm. I, I think if I'm picking someone to win, I think I, I think I'd ha- I guess I'd have Desi as my pick for the woman. I think she seems like she's the most well-rounded and I think it could actually be more of a benefit to her that she didn't like make it to the end of her season. Like some, like I just think Sarah's going to have so much heat on her coming on. Maybe I'm overrepresenting that, but I don't know if you really want to ride with her towards the end of the season mm-hmm. on the men's side. I feel like, I think Danny and Tyson are going to be kind of the two chalk picks from what I know about Xavier. It seems like he could really be really well suited that he won the show, but he's kind of been, more under the radar winner compared to some of the other people on his season. He obviously seems like he's in great shape. So I think he brings a lot to the table to this. Yeah. I I will probably 
based just on what Ben has said about some of these big brother people, I I'm partial to Desi on the women's side. I'm also partial to, I don't know, Tiffany maybe, but I don't think competitively, but just from like a, political standpoint it's just hard to say like it it just I don't even know where to go on the female side on the men's side I have a better grasp of a lot more of these people uh the one thing I do know is Ben's not winning uh (laughs) I think I'm gonna have to say that your top three are Danny Tyson and James from Amazing Race 32 I feel like those three are gonna be the most well-rounded competitively and then Tyson and James are gonna have better politics than Danny not to say that Danny's politics are bad but he played on an accelerated version of survivor where you had to stab people in the back and quick quickly think. And Tyson is going to be more of playing the political long game. And that's what the challenge is. It's not going to be a sped up version of survivor. This is a political chess match. And I think Tyson's going to figure that part of it out. And I think James is just, James is like Landon, you know, like he's going to do well and he's going to be there. He's going to be there at the end. It's just a question of will he get some bad luck somewhere along the way that keeps him out of the final. So very strong comparison uh, for, for James there. A lot of people are going to be really angry at that. I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Landon. I'm saying that he's the type of, he's more, he's going to be like a yes from all stars one. He's going to have more personality than yes did on all stars one, but that's the type of competitor you're getting. And I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. Wow. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm really interested to see what happens with this. It's, um, I mean, they're just sequestering now. I don't know what they anticipate the turnaround in film time will be. Because we don't know how long this is going to take to film, do we? No, we don't. I would assume four weeks, four to six weeks. Okay. So... Okay. Well, with that, uh, Ben, thanks for coming. It was great to have you on. If you don't uh, know this, uh, Ben is one of the hosts of the Off the Hook podcast, and they've done a couple really good interviews with uh, people that our listeners might be in. So, Ben, why don't you plug away what you guys do? Uh, so, pretty much what we do is we recap um, shows like The Challenge, um, episodes of the week that's coming out at the end of the month. Uh, Survivor, we talk about a little bit of sports, and you know, this. Um, what's going on in the world right now so that's pretty much what we do you can find our podcast on apple podcast Spotify, wherever else you listen to your podcast cool well thanks for coming thanks for helping us out with this big brother stuff because we know next to nothing <laughs> no problem no problem it was a pleasure being on thank you so much cool all right well for rob mcintyre ben and uh devin uh we appreciate you listening since this is a public show once again uh, if you're interested in Patreon, patreon.com slash the challenge chronicles. We also have shirts available at bigdubdiesel.com with two Bs. They have sales all the time. So you can get your own challenge chronicles branded merch for 15 bucks or less when they run a sale. So just keep your eye out on it. And thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>